wonderful. And we are starting uh, week two today of a series that we started last week, uh, which uh, we heard from Pastor Phil in the morning, which was great, called Behind the Scenes. And we looked into prayer last week, but the topic of today is honest to God. And uh, I'm really excited to be sharing around this. This is about a word about uh, who we are in public uh, should actually be the same as who we are in the private. And uh, this isn't easy, but I just know that I know that I know that this matters to God and that He has all we need to be able to do this well in life, to be the same person here on a Sunday as we are on a Monday, to be the same person we are in the family home as we are in the workplace. Wherever we are, it doesn't matter because we're people of strong conviction, we're people of strong character. We actually look at how God wants us to live and we follow through with it. And I just know that if we do this, man, you're setting yourself up for just a great part in life. So let me pray. Father God, I thank you for this house. I thank you, Lord, for every life here that matters to you. Father God, I thank you, Lord, as this word is delivered today, that you'd speak to us, that each and every one of us, Lord God, would hear from heaven. Father God, that we would move forward in Christ today, would move forward in our life, Lord God, and we just place ourselves before you. Lord, speak to us today. We thank you for this house and we thank you for the Word of God in Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen, Amen. Just about every summer for uh, possibly the last eight years, my family have uh, headed up the coast for our annual little summer holiday to a place called Smith Lakes. Most people have never heard of Smith Lakes, but it's a, a place that I, I really love. Uh, it's about a three-hour, 15-minute journey from here out of Sydney, and it's just one of those really quiet places in our state that I uh, really just look forward to being around. It's got incredible beaches, great lakes. Uh, I do a lot of surfing. I do a lot of fishing, and it's just quiet. It's just quiet. But uh, on the way uh, to this place, uh, we pass a... A, a sign that says this, New South Wales' tallest tree. It's called the grandest, apparently. So for a number of years, I've been telling my kids it's not New South Wales' tallest trees. It's, uh, it's the world's biggest tree. And, uh, and we have uh, been taking them there. We don't do it every year, but a lot of the times we go there to visit this tree because like, it is magnificent. Uh, when you're looking at the tallest tree that you can set your eyes on in this state, it's something to really just take your breath away. This thing is a monster. It's about 85 metres uh, tall. They say and estimate it's about 400 years old. It's like a huge, it's a, I think they call it the grandest. It's some form of a gum tree, but it's just massive. And when you look at this tree, you think about it, you think, man, it's survived a lot, hasn't it? What once started something so small, it's gone through wild storms, it's gone through floods, it would have gone through droughts, would have seen some droughts in 400 years, it's gone through bushfires, it's gone through all these things, yet this tree has stood the test of time and it stands and it just towers over anything else around it, like by a country mile. It is just tall and mighty and majestic and magnificent. It is a fine example of a tree for all the people that enjoy creation and when I look at something like this I really do think about our lives and that really God wants us in the same way to to stand majestic in life to stand tall to stand out to be strong to have roots down deep to handle all the things that life would throw at us that's his will and that is his plan for each and every one of us here today, there is not a shadow of a doubt, if you read through the Word of God, that God has good plans for your life. 
But it's not just something that just kind of happens. It's something actually, when you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you need to walk towards, don't you? And really, when you think about it, that for each and every one of us, it is decision after decision after decision can get us to a great place in this life. It's about having a lifestyle that's upright, full of character, wonderful integrity, consistency, honesty, being someone who's trustworthy, someone who pursues righteousness. When you read it out like that, it seems like, oh, wow, it's almost like, oh, why bother? That is, that is hard. That is a lot. And do you know what? It is a lot. But do you know what? It is possible to live like that. Not because of who we are, because of who we, He is. When you put your feet on the rock of Jesus Christ and you start following in how He would want you to live, having these personalities, these uh, things in your life is completely possible. Completely possible. You see, when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just like six people did at our care service, what you're doing right then is you've been washed clean. It is the biggest miracle to mankind is the miracle of salvation. To think you can go from someone carrying all this weight of sin and in an instant, through a prayer, you can be washed clean. And if you've never had that opportunity in life at the end of the service, I'll give you that opportunity. It's the greatest thing you can do in life. And you get by the grace of God, this new way of doing life. But then it comes down to a whole lot of decisions that all of us have to then decide to make. The salvation is there and it is wonderful. But then it is day-to-day activities that is up to us on how we will do this journey of life, the decisions that we will make. And we're meant to live. Once you decide to have Jesus in your life, all of a sudden, the Bible says, the old is gone, the new has come. You're meant to live a different way. You're meant to live in a different way, a different lifestyle. But that's what God has for each and every one of us. In Proverbs, I love, there's a verse that says that the path of the righteous is like the morning sun, shining ever brighter to the full glory of the day. And that's what it should be like for all of us, that we are actually progressing in life, that we are becoming brighter, that we were are today, not who we were yesterday, and who we are tomorrow is going to be better than we are today. That's God's plan and design for each and every one of us. We are meant to progress in this life. We are meant to go forward in this life. And I tell you what, there is promise after promise after promise littered all through the scriptures about those that live a righteous, upright life, the kind of blessings that will come your way. It's very, very scriptural. If you just spend a few, uh, a few moments in Proverbs, you don't have to read very far into it to know there are promises attached to how we live life. There is promises attached for each and every one of us. And for all of us, we need to have a conviction that we will pursue day after day an upward life, to live upright. And at times, this will mean swimming against the flow. It'll just mean that. But when you have integrity on your life based on God's standards, not your own standards and not the world's standards, that's living with integrity. And can I say, it actually, it makes a difference. It makes a difference to your family. If you're married, it makes a difference to your partner. It makes a difference how you are out of the limelight, how you're living, what's really on the inside. It truly makes a difference. And our appeal shouldn't be all about the external. I mean, I'm a guy, so I'm kind of blessed because 
to look like this takes 0.3 of a second in the morning. Like it's just like, and all the beautiful ladies out there, you look gorgeous, but you know, there's, there's time. And for some of us, it's a little bit longer. No, it's longer than that. I do, I do put moisturizer on. I didn't used to, but I do that. And I do do my hair. And I do a few of these things. Because I, I don't want to look scrappy for you and like dry skin and cracked lips and hair out of place on a Sunday morning. But it doesn't take me long, but I do these things and they matter. But do you know above that, what's on the inside matters more than what's on the outside? And I need to make sure I'm putting the time in to make sure that what's on the inside. And I stand before you today and I have so many flaws. But I'm committed for the sake of a heart after God, a heart after His way, wanting to be a good husband, wanting to be a good father, wanting to be a good pastor. I'm committed to taking this seriously. I'm committed. And it's up to me. That's the thing about this. This is up to us. No one else can do it for us. No one else can have integrity for us. It's something you can't go to the shop this afternoon and swipe the credit card and become an integrous person. No one, it's up to us. You can't buy it. You can't get it in a quick, you know, microwave fix. It's it takes time. It's this thing that you build on day after day, week after week, month after month. I mean, I didn't know Mixabat prior to meeting Christ, but I've heard the stories. And from where from where he is today is so far from where he was in his yesterdays. True story, isn't it, Mick? True story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just a day after day, a man committed to the ways, committed to the Word of God, committed in prayer. And all of a sudden, he becomes a grandest, a tall tree in the forest, standing tall, upright in the community, upright before his family, upright around friends. And that's what we should all be trying to attain because that's what God wants for us. How's this for a scenario? Just imagine this was to happen this Saturday night. Just pretend you had a birthday this week and um, you had a party. And at the party, just imagine there was a member of your family, maybe a husband or wife or a brother or a mother or a father, sitting in a group. They were also sitting with your neighbor. They were also sitting with someone who you work with. They were also sitting with your accountant. And imagine if they had a one-hour discussion about you. Imagine if the guy at work, you know, he kind of thought, oh, he's such a saint at work. I've never seen him angry. Imagine if the neighbor went, started looking at the sky. What do you mean you've never seen him angry? I've seen him, oh, he's shouting three nights a week. You should hear how he slams that front door, gets in his car and revs that thing before he takes off. Maybe you're there and someone would say, oh, you know, I handle finances so full of integrity, beautifully. Your, your wife's thinking that. But then your accountant's going, man, we get away with everything we can. If we can get away with it, we get away with it. Like really, the discussion shouldn't be like that. It should be, it should all be similar. It should be like, yeah, whether it's your accountant, whether it's your, your partner, a family member, someone you work with, it should be, the story should be similar. The story should be the same. It shouldn't be one or the other. It shouldn't be, he does that like this and he does that. It should be the same, shouldn't it? It's a good thing to think about and thought, how would that look for me? And I know there's areas that I need to improve on, but I just love and know that if we focus on doing well in the private, I tell you what, it's going to really set us up for a wonderful and very, very fruitful life. 
I have a back lawn at home that uh, I enjoy keeping looking quite good and quite tidy. And uh, a few months ago, I was speaking to a friend of mine who, uh, I have buffalo grass. It's kind of like a bit of a, it's not the Sir Walter buffalo, it's, a, it's an older type of buffalo. And I really like the grass. And uh, my friend had just brought a house and he was telling me about how he'd been, he put down some, uh, some fertiliser and things going gangbusters. Well, I've always mown mine, kept it tidy. I've just never got into the fertiliser. But every winter, I get a few weeds come up that are just annoying because they kind of look ugly and... And so what I've done over the years is made sure that I get a, a weed select killer and I put a little bit in the watering can and I walk down my backyard and I go and I get rid of the weeds. But this idea of fertilizer got in my brain. So I thought I'd go to Bunnings and go and buy some fertilizer that also is meant to kill the weeds. Hadn't done it before. So I found this big bag and went and to the counter and brought it. I took it home. It took me about a week to get the bag out. I'm looking on the back and it says, you know, go and put, put this across the yard. It's like a, you know, it's almost like a sand kind of thing. And, uh, and I'm kind of, so I got it out and I started to do that. And then I looked back because there's always instructions like when you should water, when not water. I thought, oh, do I water this in? This thing said, leave it for two days and then water it in. I said, no worries. But then when I'm looking at the back of the bag, it says, your grass will go black. I'm like, oh, this could be a problem, black? Surely it wouldn't go black. Now, I didn't buy like three bags to do the whole backyard. I brought one bag and I just thought, I'm just going to do it where it really needs it, like where most of the weeds are. So I went and laid this down and I'm going to bring up the, po- the picture of two days later of my backyard, if we could pull that up. There we go. When the packet says it's going to turn your grass black, if you ever buy that stuff from Bunnings, guess what? It's going to turn your grass black. There I am. You can see exactly where I... I'm thinking, surely this won't last. This was like a month ago. Can we put up the next picture of Friday? There we go. Still looks atrocious. Terrible. But I was thinking about it, you know, that just is as clear as day how it looks. And you know what? I was just thinking about our lives. Like, God sees it all, and really we know it all. And our lives shouldn't be kind of, kind of like that, like kind of good and they're not so good. Black and brown. The grass looks pretty brown, doesn't it? I should water probably. Do you think, Mick, is that a good idea this time of year? The no rain forever? But... There needs to be a consistency in our lives. It shouldn't kind of be the two shades. It shouldn't be kind of good on Sunday, but Saturday night, it's just a different. It's not like, oh, we're good in this area, but walk into the corners and we're something else. There should be a consistency. We should be working at a consistency in our life. And I am just so, I just know, I know, I know that God wants to lead us to a place like that. And this isn't always easy, but this is about us taking some responsibility. This is about us saying it matters to God, it matters to those around me. I'm going to work at this. I'm going to work at it this week. I'm going to work at it next month. I'm going to keep working at my life to make sure I'm consistent. I'm consistent on the good days, but I'm consistent on the bad days. If I say I'm a person of faith, when things are good, when things are bad, I'm still saying I'm going to faith. If I say I speak good words, whether I do it uh, in the home, I'm going to do it in the workplace under the pressure. It's just about being consistent, not just laying down something to try and make it look good in one spot, all spots, all areas, all parts of the grass. 
in Jesus' name. So don't, no one's coming to my house for the next four months until my grass looks good again. But we need to work at it, don't we? Because God so knows. And not only for us, but for the world, as the church, if we're saying, and it's true, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, guess what? Our lives should reflect that. Our lives, all of us, working together, shining so brightly, shining so brightly. Matthew 5, 14, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp, put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light, your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds, works, and glorify your Father in heaven. To think that our light would shine so brightly that people are like, tell me about your life. I see how you respond. I see how you speak. I see how you act. And because of that, I want to know what you have because you have something I don't have. And I want to know where you got that. Guess what? It's where the open invitation is to say, hey, it's in my faith. Come to church. Come to Silverwater with me. That's what it should be. We should have people. This is like a magnet coming in, a magnet coming in. But it's just ongoing, this stuff. And I know it. All of us are one, you know, bad decision away from kind of going good to going bad. Like it's just like it, wor- it needs work day after day after day. But I just try to keep on positioning myself. When I hear there's a thing for men on, it's like it doesn't matter if, you know, everything's convenient about that. It's like I'm there because I need to be there. I'm there because I'm a man that needs help. I'm a man that needs to get around other men and have my faith listed, have my integrity. I'm a man who needs to get there, so I get there. And it's decisions like that that I find bear great fruit in the future. I just keep showing up to things because I want to build this. But I reckon if we're going to look at how do we do this well, I think we've got to start in our heart. You've got to look at your heart. What's happening on the inside? What is happening in your heart? Is it after God? Is it after truth? Does it want to follow His standards? Because I think that's the best place to start. Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. The NLT says, for it determines the course of your life. Wow, above all else. There's King Solomon saying, (laughs) above everything, it's about your heart. So I just think if we can just get good at really being honest, like, oh, wow, I've got to just work on that heart. If I can just get that heart in a good place, things will flow. Things will flow. Love will flow. Forgiveness will flow. Good things will flow out. Things will come out of my mouth. If my heart's good, good words will come out. If I've got things in there, bad things will... It's all. So I want to encourage us here today to, to just keep looking at our heart. And even on this day, there might be some things, even today, that you're like, you know what, Hartley, you're right. There's a few things in there. And they're just not right. Today can be your day to, to bring them before God, to say, hey, God. He knows anyway, but I reckon He loves it when His people just... Get honest with him. Say, you know, I want to work on this. I've got, I've got issues. I've, monies. It's just, you know, it seems to be a money thing for me. I'm, I think greed's getting in. And I'm so focused on that. It might be, uh, you know, oh, it might be a lustful thing. It's like, 
it's overtaking. I'm, I'm thinking things I shouldn't be thinking. I'm watching things, but it's, it's because there's this lust in here. It could be a, a pride thing. It, there's a whole stream of things that it could be for you. But let's just get honest with God. None of us are perfect. We are all working on things. I'm working on things, but I'm determined to work on them. I don't want to leave them there. Because it says guard your heart. If you're guarding something and it matters, if things are wrong in there, what do you do? You get rid of them and then you don't let things come in. This is an ongoing thing where we guard our hearts. Is this helpful? We guard our hearts. King Solomon, above all else, it's not like, oh, it would be nice. Oh, maybe if you can get around to it. Above all else, you guard your hearts. You just, you guard them. It's the best thing to do. Our hearts. Every Wednesday night, I put the garbage out at home. I get my bin and I go down the side gate. I open the gate. I put the bin and I leave it on the curb. The garbage man doesn't come on the Wednesday night. He comes on the Thursday morning. I leave it out there all night. Do I guard it? No. Why? Because it's rubbish. It's garbage. It means nothing to me. You can come. You can have my address later if you want my garbage. I don't need to guard that. Just sits on the side of the curb all night long. But I'll tell you what I am responsible for. It's guarding my heart. It's guarding my heart because it matters. It's the wellspring of life. I will guard my heart. I will guard my heart. I want it to be in a good place. And for sometimes you just got to bring things into the light. To be honest with God, you get around someone in your connect group, the leader or an assistant leader, and you just get honest. I tell you what, the power of sharing that with the right person, hey, I'm struggling in this area. Would you just stand with me? Would you pray with me? Hey, I I need some accountability. I want to do better at this. I've been shouting at some people in my house. I shouldn't be. I should have more grace for them. And just sharing that thing. Hey, I'm struggling. I'm looking at things I shouldn't be looking at. Hey, I'm struggling. I'm doing some business deals that kind of knew were a bit shady, but I just I knew they'd be profitable. I went ahead with them, and I'm in deep now. Just getting the word out. There's just so much power in bringing things into the light. The enemy would love for you to hide those things. God would love for you to bring them into the light. Just get honest with someone. It's got so much power. And then go on a journey. You won't be judged. We're all going through things. But bringing it out, letting God come and, and do his thing. God knows what's going on. 1 Kings 8.39, you know what is in everyone's heart. You know what's in everyone's heart. So we just got to get honest with ourselves. And there's always time for a bounce back. You might be here and you think, you've got no idea some of the things I've done. It's all good. God's a forgiving God. I mean, King David went from caring for the sheep to the king. To the king. And then in Psalms 51.10, he says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Guess what? This is post his encounter with Bathsheba. He slept with another man's wife and then tried to cover it all up. But he went back to God. He knew where to go back to. He knew where to go back to. He went back to God and he caught out that pure heart thing, that pure heart thing. So we just got to decide, decide, decide. And just set some boundaries. Boundaries are really good. One of the things I've learned in life is don't wait till you're in the heat of the moment to make the decision. You make the decision before you get there. You just make it. You make it today. I will not go to that club. I will not 
watch movies like that. I will not. Look, you make it now in the light. And then when you get there, you're like, I've made a commitment. I've made a commitment to myself. I mean, I set standards for my kids. Because I don't want my kids just watching anything that is on TV. <laughs> anything that's on a phone. So I set standards. But I'm the one responsible for my own standards. And sometimes we just got to set that in place. Set that in place. And just get strong, healthy habits. Because they'll lead to a really strong character in you. And some of the habits that I know Jesus had in the Word and prayer, they're the basics, but man, they work. Man, they work because they help us. The Bible, there is no, no stronger, more straight path to follow than following out of what the Bible tells us to follow. We don't have to wonder. It's just so clear the way we're to do life. But you've got to read it to know what it says. We've got to be people who are in the Word of God. And just get consistent. I love how consistent God is. He, he doesn't change. Malachi 3.6, I, the Lord, do not change. Consistent, consistent. Integrity is His character. It is His character. And we've got to work towards that. Having our belief and our behavior strong. Our words and our ways, our attitude and our actions, our values and our practices, they're just, they're all in a good place. They're, they're how God would want us to do. And we follow that through. I'll get the band to come and look to the Bible for great examples. I mean, the integrity of Samuel in the Old Testament is outstanding. How's this what he says? He's led Israel for a few decades. I mean, you can get a lot wrong in a week, can't you? We're talking a few decades he's been leading the nation of Israel. And as he's coming to the end, this is what he says in 1 Samuel 12, 1. Samuel said to all Israel, I have listened to everything you said to me and I have set a king over you. Now you have a king as your leader. As for me, I am old and gray and my sons are here with you. I have been your leader from my youth until this day. Here I stand. Testify against me in the presence of the Lord and His anointed. Whose ox have I taken? Whose donkey have I taken? Whom have I cheated? Whom have I oppressed? From whose hand have I accepted a bribe to make me shut my eyes? If I have done any of these, I will make it right. And the people, the people that He had led, for decades said, you have not cheated or oppressed us, they replied. You have not taken anything from anyone's hand. What an example. What an example. A man with character, a man with integrity. We can all get there. We can. We can get there in our lives. The key is the heart and in the knowing. The knowing, the knowing that this isn't in our own strength. It never has to be in our own strength. We do it with Christ. Philippians 4.19, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do this. I can do this well. In 2 Peter 1.3, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. His divine power.
it's through the power of the Holy Spirit we can do well at this. Just to think where your life can lead. Where your life can lead. It's just great men and women of God standing upright, doing a good job, learning when we fail, because we will fail, but learn from it. We should learn when we get it wrong. If it's to a family or a friend, the first thing out of our mouth should be, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I want to do better next time. And then we work on it. What was it? What was it that caused me to react like that? What was it to, to, to make that bad choice, to make that bad call? We, we learn from it. We move forward. We call out to God. We ask for His power to come on our life because He wants to elevate us. He wants to lift us so high. He wants us to be shining brightly. I don't know about you, but I'm up for it. I'm up for the times the Holy Spirit will speak to me and say, Hartley, you got it wrong. Hartley, that's not the right attitude. Hartley, you shouldn't be looking at that. Hartley, that thought's not right. I'm up for it. And I want to learn and I want to move forward. I want to be a good man. I want to be a good man for my son to look upon and see his dad. See his dad looking where he should be looking, not looking where I shouldn't be looking. Following through with my word. Doing my best. Doing my best for him, for my daughters. I've got two young daughters. Man, I want to be an example of a man living for Christ. A man putting God first. I want to lead in that way. I want to lead in our finances over our family. I handle the finances in our family. I never want to get up here and say, I give the first 10% to the Lord and not do it in the private. I want to follow that through day after day for the rest of the days of my life. What I say I want to do, when I make a mistake, I want to say sorry, but I want to learn and I want to move forward. I want to do this well. I want to do this life well. And with Christ, I know with Him as my rock, I can do it well. Amen. Amen. Are we good? Are we good? Are we good? God's with you. This is good. You can do it. And get the good habits. As I said, you set up today for tomorrow. And that's why prayer, I, I love prayer in the morning because you know what's coming that day. You just pray early. You get into it early. You set yourself up early. You get in that word because it'll guide you. It'll teach you. It'll direct you. Wonderful, wonderful.